0: Hello baseball fans and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast where we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It is now the 11th day of January 2017, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from a Sully Baseball studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and just down the 101. From AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. Now normally, I do these podcasts in complete and utter solitude. Sort of finding that inner part of myself, I'm alone in a room. I find an inner peace, and the podcast just flows out of me as as we flow down the River Sully. But today, your pal Sully has an audience of one. I'm sitting here, and my dad, who we'll call Poppy, who is the biggest Giants fan I've ever met, and chances are the biggest Giants fan you've ever met, is sitting comfortably watching his lunatic son speak into a recorder and do today's podcast, which is coming out a little later than it normally does. But I've learned because, you know, this year I did the whole relabeling and going back to the podcast rewind and everything like that. I realized that. When I post the podcast, whether I post it first thing in the morning or just under the wire like I do today, that who cares? Especially if you're listening two or three days later. My, like, I think about some of my favorite podcasts, the Jackie and Lori show, uh, Never Not Funny, Friends Like Us. Uh, you know, I, I uh, proudly resents. Cracked podcasts, the ones that I do not miss. I have no clue when they drop. None. Zilch. Because I just listen to them. So, this podcast is going up. The streak will continue today. My father's looking at his son, wondering, what went wrong? How is he doing this? Of all the things he shows the dedication to in life, it's this. And we're going to talk a little bit about something. We're not going to be talking about... The San Francisco Giants. We're going to be talking a little bit about one of their rivals. Um, that is the San Diego Padres. And the reason I'm going to talk about the Padres is the very thing that I talked about on the podcast from a couple of days ago. If you follow, if, you, if you're floating along the River Sully and, you, and you're going, listen to back episodes and everything, you will remember that I did an entire podcast on the insecurity of California cities not known as San Francisco or Los Angeles. And the sports identity tied to Sacramento, to San Jose, to Oakland, to Anaheim, to San Diego. And how much insecurity is wrapped up in those cities. That they're, you know, they have a little brother syndrome. With a big city nearby, they don't want to be looked upon as a big suburb the way that San Jose is. And you see that these cities can many times cling to their team as their identity to show that they're not L.A., to show that they're not San Francisco. Did you know that when the Angels got that ridiculous, stupid name of Los Angeles, Angels of Anaheim, and the reason it's called that is because, as I've said before, Artie Moreno wanted to be the owner of a big market team, so he rechristened them the Los Angeles Angels. They were the Los Angeles Angels when they were first founded. Do you know why? That's when they played in Los Angeles, which should be your prerequisite for calling your team a member of that city. Gene Autry moved into Anaheim. Actually, before he moved to Anaheim when they were sharing Dodger Stadium, they were rechristened the California Angels. They moved to Anaheim because... People know where California is, but where the hell is Anaheim? And the city of Anaheim wanted to be on the map as a major league city. So when they kicked in the money to refurbish the stadium, it became in the contract that Anaheim had to be in the name of the team. Because, hey, if we're going to be a big league city, it's not going to be vague California. It's going to be the Anaheim Angels. And when the Angels beat the Giants in 2002, an event my father, still not over, even though the Giants have won three World Series since then. And I know why. It's because it was a chance for Barry to win a World Series. But that was the Anaheim Angels who won the World Series. But now they're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim because the city of Anaheim would have sued them and would have won If they didn't include Anaheim in the name of the team. So they are the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. A stupid name. Angel fans hate it when people make fun of it, but do you know what? It's a stupid name and it should be made fun of. But it shows part of the insecurity of the California cities, not known as LA or San Francisco, in the hearings, in the negotiations with Artie Moreno, to rename the team Los Angeles Angels Anaheim, it was brought up to him, are you aware that the people of Orange County have a distaste for the city of Los Angeles and do not like to be associated with them? He said, no, I did not. Because Artie Moreno is not from Orange County. He just wanted to buy the team there. He showed a lot of money at it, but there you go those insecurities well part of those insecurities come from the fact that these cities don't want to be always lumped in with LA or San Francisco even though they all are and whether you're northern if you're northern you you must be near San Francisco if you're southern you must be near Los Angeles and that insecurity runs deep well today a gigantic roundhouse kick to the stomach came to the city of San Diego. Remember when I did my Suffering Index, where you figured out which fan bases are the most suffering, and the San Diego Padre fans were high up there because of the fact that they've never won the World Series, save for a made-for-TV movie starring Gary Coleman. Well, I said in the video, I'm only including baseball in this Look at suffering I, I just don't have the time to include football or or basketball or hockey or even indoor lacrosse in the you know the contemplation of suffering for a fan base. But one thing that has to be thought of in terms of a suffering fan base is the taking away of a team, the humiliation of having a team removed from your city as I said before that is a moment of if you are the mayor and they play musical chairs when their team leaves it the the blame is placed on your feet even though oftentimes you've made a decision to say do you know what I think I'm going to pay for schools and cops instead of a palace for billionaires but a team is going to move They're gonna be the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are moving from San Diego to LA. Now I didn't read all the information. I didn't read everything. All I saw is the Chargers are going to LA. And in so many ways, that's the most humiliating type of move. That you're a Southern California city, want to have an identity of your own, and for a long time, the Chargers were the team of Southern California, although they really weren't. I, I stand by the idea of uh, there's no interest in the NFL in LA for one team. That it was actually a great situation in LA, that you had it as a constant blackmail city. That well, we'll just move to LA. We'll just move to LA. Everyone in LA roots for their teams. I'm a Steeler. I grew up in L.A. and I'm a Steeler fan. I'm a Giants fan or whatever it is. That's the way it was. Maybe you have an NFL stadium there and every week you play one game in L.A. and it's Green Bay versus the Giants in L.A. You'll sell it out every night. You know what's not going to sell out every night? The Rams. The Chargers. Welcome to Nobody Caresville. The only time they'll sell out is when they play a team that anyone cares about. But San Diego was looked in the face and told, You are not a major city today. That's not suffering. That's rejection at the prom. And your date has gone off with a really great looking guy who gets all the girls or all the guys because it's 2017 and I don't judge. But all I know is that San Diego is that person in the corner, not dancing, saying proms are stupid. And the Chargers never won the Super Bowl in San Diego. They won one AFL title back in the early 60s, but I don't count AFL titles. Do you know why? Because it's the AFL, and the AFL doesn't exist anymore. They merged with the NFL, and now... But when you merge and don't get, it's not the AFL-NFL, it's the NFL. So they're not, they are just, they have merged and become one league now. And so San Diego is now a one-team city. And I do believe that's going to happen. I mentioned, I do believe it's going to happen to Oakland too. I do believe that the Warriors are going to go to San Francisco. And I do mean, it's all but written that the Raiders are going to move to Las Vegas, only to return to Oakland in 10 years. But that's another story. So now, Padre fans, comes a moment of truth. You have to show the world that you are not a naval town suburb of L.A. Because that's how the NFL thinks of you. You know, you almost lost the Padres in the early 70s. Padres were formed in 1969, and they drew fewer people that are listening to this podcast right now. And it was so certain that they were going to move that when they printed the baseball cards in 19, for 1974, the Padre players were listed as playing for Washington. Washington NL is how they were listed. Because they were going to move to Washington. It was that certain. Because this this ain't working. This is what we call in the industry a flaming dumpster fire. And it's not working. And all of a sudden, Ray Kroc, who's played by Michael Keaton in an upcoming movie, the McDonald's guy, came in, bought the team, kept them in San Diego, And they play in easily one of the best ballparks in baseball. Petco Park, Holy Toledo, if you haven't been there, it's beautiful. And San Diego is beautiful. Now they're in a tough spot. They're a tough spot economically in some ways. To the north is L.A. and Anaheim of L.A. To the south is Mexico. To the east is desert. To the west is the ocean a tough spot if you're going to expand your horizons but do you know what you can do it you're a one team city now and your team it's a bad time to be a one team city in san diego because they stink teams that stink don't tend to draw but do you know what draw show up show up anyway here's why because the rest of the country looks at you as not being a major city you couldn't support the chargers i saw some games there looks like a lot of room to put jacket on one chair next to you and put your hot dog and beer on the chair on the other side of you a lot of empty seats in san diego i've been to a bunch of padre games I have yet to see the place filled, and I understand why. Not only have they not won a World Series, they've only been to two, and both times they've gone to the World Series, they played the best American League team of that decade, good timing. The 84 Tigers and the 98 Yankees, they've won one World Series game And they haven't won a postseason game since they clinched the pennant in 98. They were swept in the World Series in 98. They were swept out of the playoffs in 05. They were swept out of the playoffs in 06. And they lost that one-game playoff to Colorado, where Matt Holiday still hasn't touched the plate. So I haven't, forget championships. Let's try to win one game in October. I get it. And they've done stupid things. They went on, they were in first place in 2010. Year you know, the Giants won the World Series, their first World Series. The Padres were in first place most of the year. And in September, they said, ah, let's go on a 10, 12-game losing streak. That's a good time to go on a 10, 12-game losing streak. lost the wild card in the last day of the season. Giants went on to win the World Series. And then they, a couple of years ago, When it was very clear that they should have been doing a slow, methodical rebuild, boom, they said, let's go for it. Let's go for it. I think we're going to win. They had four chips on the the roulette table. and said, we're going all in. Why? What are you doing? And it was a catastrophe. It was a calamity. And they were the worst kind of thing. They were old, expensive, and bad. And the law firm of old, expensive, and bad never wins the case. And so they're chipping away, and you take a look, and they, they traded away this, and they traded away that, and they have Hunter Renfro, and they have a couple other players, and they, they, who are you know, slowly chipping away and making a couple of nice acquisitions here and there, but they're not there yet. And they're in a division with the Dodgers and the Giants. Yes, a tiny team in Southern California is looking up and the Big Brother Syndrome is there because the Giants and the Dodgers are hogging up the NL West. And who's the manager of the Giants? But Bruce Bochy, who's the greatest manager in Padre history. And who's the first baseman of the Dodgers? but former Padre Adrian Gonzalez. So you see the big brothers take the toys, take all the best people, take the best dates, dancing at the prom, and the Padres on the outside looking in. Now, we have seen truly terrible teams turn it around. Do you remember how horrific, how grotesque the Houston Astros were as recently as what, 2012? They were losing, what, 100, 110, 115 games a year, or it was. It was a lot. And yet, they were in the playoffs in 2015, and the way that they are put their team together now, it wouldn't surprise me if they made the postseason in 2017. We've seen teams turn it around quickly, be truly terrible in one year, and two years later, they're there in October. And, let's face it, the Giants are not spring chickens anymore. Let's face it, the Padres, who, by the way, their manager is Dave Roberts, who was the Padre manager for one game. I said, oh, let's get rid of this guy. And he goes up to LA and becomes the manager of the year. (laughs) The Giants and the Dodgers have managers of the year who were Padre managers. Go think of that for a second. Padre fans, show up. Show up to the games. Show up and fill that stadium, because the worst-case scenario is you're at a summer day in the gas lamp district of San Diego in a beautiful ballpark watching a ball game. Do you realize what a great stadium you have? Ask ACE A's fans. ACE fans have sewage flowing through the team clubhouse. You have a beautiful stadium. In the middle of a wonderful, vibrant city. Is it an NFL city? Christ, I don't know. Is Green Bay? Is Jacksonville? It's obviously not based upon the size or the storied history of the city. But if the worst day you have is going to a ballpark, do you want? what? I know it's not 10 million people in San Diego. But 40,000 of you can show up 81 times to San Diego. Doesn't have to be the same 40,000. But call around. Hey, Mike, yeah, are you going today? No, no, I went yesterday. Oh, must be my turn. You know, just bring your device. Bring your laptop. Bring your work. Binge watch a show while you're there. Just be a an ass in the seat there. So when they do the overhead shots, like, oh my God, look at that. Look at all those people in San Diego watching baseball. This is your, because, I'm sorry, if it doesn't work there, they can go. I know it's a relatively new ballpark, but they're going to tear down the stadium in Texas. That was built in the, and, and they, That was built in the mid-90s. They're going to tear down the stadium in Atlanta. They'll leave a stadium if they feel it's not going to work. This is your, you're a major league city. But now you'll be like San Jose. You'll be like Sacramento. You'll be like Oakland. And in a way, you'll be like Anaheim. Because only one of the two teams that play there actually admit they play in Anaheim. The Ducks. The Ducks. Anaheim Ducks, that's a hockey team, if you're not aware of that. They won the Stanley Cup. That's weird, that's weird. Anaheim has won a Stanley Cup more recently than a Canadian team. That must sit well in Winnipeg, in Montreal, in Toronto. The most humiliating thing is being told you're not good enough. Trust me, I've heard that told to me. Humiliating thing is saying, you know what, we're going to go with this person because it's an easier bet than you. And that's exactly what happened to the city of San Diego today. You became a one-team city. That's a wake-up call. That's a slap in the proverbial face. You can prove them wrong by finding the way to drag you And 39,999 of your closest friends to sit down and watch a game in a beautiful stadium. And maybe, just maybe, because they have a decent television contract, but don't everyone has a decent television contract. Maybe, just maybe, the idea of going there, and I'm going to go out on a limb, it's going to be a nice day. Do you know Why? It's San Diego. And you may see that people, other teams, other players on other teams may take a look and say, hey, that's not so bad. You see teams, you see players sign with teams because they like the culture. Because they want to be part of something special. You've seen teams re-sign players even though they could have gotten more money elsewhere. Because they like the situation that they had there. You've Seen that in San Francisco. They want to stay there. They like the culture. And they also find out, hey, it ain't bad living in San Francisco. You see that happen a bunch with St. Louis players going like, hey, these people really love their baseball. I can be part of something special. You saw with Dexter Fowler, who could have gotten a lot more money if he went on the free agent mark. But he wanted to come and say, oh, no, I got to finish something here in Chicago. And he did. That could be San Diego. To not only be a millionaire, play in a beautiful ballpark, in nice weather, in front of appreciative fans, and realizing, what would a World Series mean to San Diego? I've been saying this on the blog for years. San Diego... has all the angst of Cleveland with nicer weather. Although I can't say that anymore because Cleveland won a championship. So let's say Buffalo. Buffalo by the Pacific. Imagine the angst of Buffalo sports fans, except you get to go to the beach in February. A team in San Diego will win a major championship. I used to say that a lot, especially when Philip Rivers came to the Chargers. I thought, well, maybe it'll be the Chargers and take a little bit of pressure off the Padres. Nope! It's all on your shoulders, Padres. Now, as a Padre fan, you can't really control what happens on the field. But you can change the culture. The Padres are now your identity. Show up to the game. I don't care which hat you wear, you should wear the brown hat with the orange or not the with the with the yellow front, but whatever hat you want. Hell, they made a TV show about the Padres. Pitch! They made a made-for TV movie with Gary Coleman. What else do you need? Show up to the games. You're a major league city. Act like it. My father has been watching his son stand up and talk like a lunatic for the last twenty five minutes. So I better wrap this thing up. I might get grounded. So go to sullybaseball.com, like me on Facebook, so Instagram, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kalisky. Rambling about San Diego in front of my father, like you do. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 11th day of January, 2017. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.